Sanchez with the ball nicked off him by Ruben Neves. Helped on again. Torre! No! The killer blow for Wolves. Adama Traore puts them in front in the third minute of second half stoppage time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sounds so good. Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 163, it is 163, it is the ENS Wolves Podcast. Uh, we are back, baby. Somehow, somehow, Joe Edwards, we've managed to get through 12 weeks of talking absolute dribble and dross with no games, but we are here less than 24 hours, or maybe a little bit more than 24 hours, depending on when you're listening to this podcast Football is back. Wolverhampton Wanderers are going to be taking to the field at the London Stadium. We're going to be watching balls moving in one direction. That is towards the West Ham goal. Joe Edwards, happy days. We are back. Oh, yeah, baby. Ooh. I feel like you've got to go, oh, yeah, if you're going to do Ooh, that. You've got to go yeah, a little bit more macho man on um, that was terrible. But yeah, um, we've got uh, something to sink our teeth into. A big, uh, juicy football sandwich uh, oh. coming up at West Ham. It's and double meat as well. It's double, double meat. meat. Foot, it's street meat. Foot long, toasted with cheese. Yeah, yeah, um, love it. Get it in your mouth. Lap it up. and uh, Chomp away. Chomp away. <laughs> <laughs> That's before the game. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, I've got to th- I've got to say to you before we start. I mean, I was looking at some of the some of the past things, doing a little bit of research because you know we do do research in this show sometimes. You know, sometimes. Well, not, not a lot, not a lot, but you know sometimes we do do. And um, so I'm kind of looking back to West Ham last year and 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 and, and Triore's goal and and the, the peeps and the limbs and stuff like that. And I was I was watching some of the uh, the Wolves fans talking after the game. It was just it was just a great day. It was a great day to be there. Fantastic moment. Um, and then I, I came across West Ham fans TV <laughs> doing the same, kind of the similar thing. Oh mate, I've got to play it. It's absolutely superb. The first fifteen seconds, they've got this guy on. Listen to this. One second, let me try and find here it first. Go. Oh mate, it's absolutely superb. Let's try and find it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Can I find it here? Yes, here we go. West Ham fan TV. Terrible today, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. No, I don't look like it's going to get any better. Uh, it was absolutely shit today. <laughs> absolute bollocks. Uh, <laughs> if you if you terrible today, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. No, I don't look like it's going to get any better. Uh, it was absolutely shit today. Absolute bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I absolutely love it. Inject it into my veins. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoever that lad is, you know, was absolutely fuming with a, an, another dreadful West Ham performance. Uh, but oh, that that made me giggle. Yes, oh. it did. Oh, hey, goodness me. If only we could say that, you know. If we could say, I mean, so if we could put it out there without without getting bleeps, oh, we have done. It's fine, no problem. Yeah, yeah I, I, see, I'm I'm pretty PG when it comes to comes to videos, uh, you know, fan videos and stuff. But at the same time, that's top draw. I do enjoy that. I yeah. love a miserable away fan or a home fan <laughs> who just got just got rolled over by a little Adama Traore. That that did make me chuckle. Yeah. Oh, just uh, hopefully you can come out again and say the same things. That's well, you can't, mate, because no one's going to well, be there. Well, no, but. 
Zoom or Skype, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him. I'll try and track him down, mate, for next week and see what he's got to say. Probably be exactly the same. Uh, how's your week been, pal, before we uh, get on to get into all things football? Uh, decent? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, this rain is a bit of a bit of a arse, isn't it? Um, but managed to get some um, some gardening done. Oh, um, nice, nice. Kind of uh, got some membrane down on the side of my house uh, on the like, patch of gr- it was a patch of grass. Some membrane sounds yeah, very um, very uh, silly to me. That did, did, <laughs> didn't really want grass in the first place. It's a new build. Oh um, yeah, do you, have you got an artificial of you? Because we got an artificial in the back, and but at the front they gave us turf, and because we haven't got turf in the back, we didn't buy a mower. So this grass was getting all over ground and things like that. So dug it up, yeah. Put like a like a layer of membrane down, like a black sheet mm. on it all, and I've ordered some bark. So, so the, the bark will be coming uh, two weeks today, and uh, then I'll be decorating it from there. So that's uh, that's my life. Handy, handy, mate. I'm very yeah, impressed. Yeah. There's absolutely zero chance that I'll be doing anything like that. I mean, you've just heard before we start this podcast that the dogs have come in from their from their dog walk today. The dog walk has been in, and uh, well, in she's weather. got time and half, hasn't she? Because she's walking them in the rain. So fifteen quid, mate. Fifteen quid it costs for a dog walker these days. Oh, I'd be, I'd want, I'd want double for that in this rain. I know. For, I know. Thirty quid. Bloody hell, mate. Hard work. 15 quid for two dogs, though. That, that's all right. That ain't too bad, is it? So I went for three hours. Three hours, and I've wandered around two and a half hours. I've gone to all the parks and stuff. Absolutely love it, mate. Three, three hours? Two to three hours, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be asking for more. I would if I was there. What, five quid an hour, mate? Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Double what we're on. <laughs> five quid an hour? Below, uh, below minimum wage? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um... <laughs> Oh God! Mm. Um, anyway, well, I've had, we, we, we've had a decent week. Mum has been with us. She's picked her up on Saturday, so she's 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 been with us for a little bit. So uh, got a little barbecues in, uh, a little bit of golf, mate. But but the main the main highlight of um, the last three nights in the Judah household, and I do enjoy this. And one of my favourite films of all time, or movie franchises, so to speak. We've been watching or rewatching each single night one one movie a night, The Lord of the Rings. Fellowship, The Two Towers, finished off with Return of the King last night. Nine hours of cinematic brilliance. Um, and it's uh, been, been a pleasure. Mum had never watched them. So it's probably like, this is probably about 10 or 11 times I've watched each movie, I would have thought, plus the extended editions. Um, so, so yeah, I've been watching that, mate. Are you a Lord of the Rings fan? No. What? You no. read the books? No, not Have you watched much. the movies? No. Oh, mate. Stop it. Stop it. What are no, you doing? I, I haven't watched it. Oh, I'm, mate, you've got to watch it. That kind of fantasy... Um, the fantasy realm isn't one that I've explored all too much. Maybe to, maybe to you know, my, my detriments. But, uh, no, I never really watched... Uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? No, that's or... the, the, the no, yeah. Uh, the, the, there's not well, no difference, mate, between Star Trek oh, no. and Star Wars. But Lord of the Rings is a completely different kettle oh, of fish. Oh no, mate. but like Game of Thrones, never watched that uh, really. Apart from the the first episode when them all, them all bloody inbred, are they? But um, yeah, no, I've never really watched it. They're <laughs> all inbred, are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, no, it's good, man. I'm looking. I'm, 
it's nice. It's nice that we can uh, have a chat and and, uh, and catch up with our week to week duties. But it's nice to get back into some football, mate. Some oh, football. Yes. Watch, so we so we obviously watched uh, watched the games last night. Uh, what did you mm. what did you make of it? All all the all the craziness. Well, so Villa was dull. <laughs> oh, goodness me, nil nil, dreadful game. But I mean. I mean, come on, Hawkeye, uh, or VAR, or the, referees, or just someone. I mean, it's. Okay, I can remember, was it Roy Carroll or, or yes. years ago now at against, Man United, where he literally Spurs, was, yeah. was inside. He was actually touching the net and, and didn't get given. Now, this was before VAR. For me, that was as blatant. It was yeah. incredible. It was blatantly obvious. It, it was there was no element of question about it. Just common sense. You take away the take it's just common sense. Oh come on. It was quite funny how Sky kind of they kept re, they did replay it, but they obviously didn't replay it and kind of like freeze frame it just to show how obvious it was. It was almost as if there were like everybody was too embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Um Hawkeye saying that the, the position of the players and the post meant the cameras couldn't pick it up. I mean, that sounds a bit fishy to me. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's just a case of they forgot to switch it on, to be honest. I think, I think so, mate. And, I then think... the, and then they've switched it on at half-time, realised their error. It's amazing, though, that one that you, in those 45 minutes, or let's be honest, it probably would have been off the whole game if they hadn't realised, is that... Um, is at the crucial, crucial moment for both teams, yeah. and it could have a massive bearing on on position in the season. I mean, two points for Sheffield United could be the difference between between finishing eighth or, or getting into European football. You don't know, or I mean, if they go on a crazy run, then maybe Champions League football, depending on Man City. You, ju- you just don't know. I mean, from from a Wolves point of view, from a selfish point of view, I think it was it was a good result for for both people who don't like Villa. You know, then they, they probably you know they're going to get points. It doesn't really help them too much, or it could do. And uh, and and from a Sheffield United which is the most important point of view, I guess, I think from a, from a rivals, from a table at this, at this moment in time, if them getting a win to them getting a draw and costing them two points could be huge for Wolves. Yeah, I think from a Wolves point of view, the night panned out pretty well. Mm. Um, yeah, as you say, I think a draw was probably the best result because, of course, the, the whole Villa rivalry, you don't want to be seeing Villa win, but at the same time, you don't want Villa getting too much momentum going into that game you know, this time next weekend. Um, of course, they've got a game in between both teams. But, you know, if, if Villa are just drawing and then obviously Sheffield United just drawing, that's 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 a good good outcome. And then Arsenal, I mean, they got wiped the floor with by City. And, uh, of good course... Good God, they were poor. I mean, first 20 minutes, they were all right. I know Louise yeah. came on and all of a sudden it went into just absolute embarrassment. But, goodness me, I mean, any team now... You're home against Arsenal. You've got to fancy your chances. Get up them, and uh, they just look so lightweight. I mean, Wol- for me, Wolves are streets ahead of so- a team like Arsenal. Well, that watching it last night. I mean, just I infrastructure-wise, yeah, squad-wise, yeah. and, and everything about it. You know, and the players, and the age, and the contract. You know, I guarantee you, if you're Arsenal fans out and you want to flip-flop squads with Wolves, you'd bite your hand off, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, I, I said last week that I think Wolves will draw with Arsenal, but after watching that, I, I, I mean, well, of course we'll see how, do, how Wolves do at West Ham, but I just thought Arsenal are so light. I mean, they have got quality going forward, but for whatever reason, they're choosing not to 
Mike the Mouse, do we? Um, just play Lacazette. Just play, play Aubameyang. Play Pepe as your front three every single game and say, right, we're going to concede. Let's say we only concede one. Let's yeah. try and score two or three. We're nine games left. We've got nothing to lose. We're outside the European place. And, you know, let's go and win 3-2, 3-1, 4-2. Okay, we might get beat three, two, two by two or three in some games. And just stick to it. What are you doing? Yeah, they're, they're so weak at the back. And they're... they're Pretty toothless in midfield as well, to be honest. I mean, Gendouz is a good player, but he can't do it all on his own. Yeah. Uh, Sabios is as passive a midfielder as I've ever seen, I think. Um, and the full-backs are... Bellerin's, uh, Bellerin's not come on. Bellerin's, uh, Bellerin's not the same since his injury. And no. He's just not, 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 not found just, found it, yeah. just not found his legs at all in the Premier League. So yeah, that's what you get. The more and more you think, think about that game... The more I think Wolves, it's there for Wolves to just get at them because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it's not Louise who makes a mistake, it's it's Mustafi. That Pablo Mari, I mean, I know he got struck down after twenty minutes, but he looked pretty ropey as well, to be honest, yeah, yeah. Um, at centre half. So if you've got Raul, you got him, uh, you know, you got him and his trail range Jota there, get at him. Absolutely. Um, and what do you think of kind of like just the overall? Match and uh, well, matches and the way it worked out and the the crowd noise etc. I mean it was EA Sports. I thought it was EA Sports and it was actually EA yeah. Sport. EA Sports actually giving the crowd noise. I watched it with. I must admit I didn't. I didn't mind it too much. I didn't really think. Oh, I've got to turn it off. But I spoke to a couple of people today. I think Luke Luke um, Hatfield dropped off a couple of stuff in his house today for some equipment wise, and uh, he was saying that he it was better with it off. What what do you guys think? I watched it without. As okay. well, um, I, 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 t- I turned it on to the crowd noise. Yeah, and um, I think it was Ender Stevens had a shot for Sheffield United, and it either it was either an easy save. Yeah. Um, for Engels or, or not Engels, sorry, Nyland, and or yeah. it either hit the hit the side netting or whatever, and it, it like let out a cheer as if they'd scored. No, did it? <laughs> hey, hey. I was like, no, nothing. I've watched other games where it's got yeah, um, I've got the La Liga channel on because it's it's free for the first month or whatever. Yeah. So I got that and watched Barca on it the other day, and mm. that's all right. Like I don't know what they're doing different. I don't know if they're using different. I think they are. Of, yeah, I think they're using different different things. But I think, like yeah. Barca's was even to the point where a team was getting into the final third. Yeah. And the crowd noise was going up. Oh really? So it had, it had quite like a low bass sound, but then as the team started attacking, then it was almost as if you know somebody was having a fiddle with it in the you know same room or whatever, and just yeah. kind of turning up the volume. Yeah. Which sounds quite simple, but actually worked all right as well. Oh, decent. At the pre- the Premier League ones last night, whether it was a throw-in or a goal kick, or whether the defenders had it just right in their own half. It was just a constant, like, eh. I was thinking, it's not not realistic. Like, at least the La Liga one had an element of realism. Because it was quieter, and then it would increase as it would naturally. I I think they've got, I think naturally, because it was the first game, or the... Uh, maybe they'll iron it out as the weeks go by, but mm-hmm. yeah, I weren't a big fan of that crowd noise. I, f- I thought it was a bit forced, really. Yeah, I mean, um, okay, people are going to do different things, aren't they? I'm looking forward to seeing the the, the, um, the South Bank and all the all the fans and all the fans' faces and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cities was pretty much exactly the same, wasn't it? Their stadium <laughs> empty, absolutely, well, absolutely empty. Uh, I mean, it was. Um, 
the the flags on the on the bottom said we're not really here. I was thinking, are you ever really there? Never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever there. Sorry, no, I mean, City look, fans, it's, but it's, <laughs> we're just poking fun at you here. It's it's football, mate, and uh, I'm happy to get it back. And I yeah. think everybody is. Um, I'll be honest. I don't think I'll ever watch another Bundesliga game this season. That, that's well and truly out the window now. Thanks very much. But uh, it's good to. I mean, I quite like having the the consecutive games. The games are going to be trickling through. You know, you can watch it. I mean, I'm sure our missus is aren't, aren't too happy with um with, with the amount of games that are going to be. Our happening. South was loving it last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speak to her a couple of weeks in, mate, and she <laughs> she will not be. I guarantee you. I, I just about got away with her with two games last night, but that's not going to be coming a coming a, a frequent occurrence in the Judah household, so to speak. Um, but you know, it's it, it's good. It's great. I think. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think that after a couple of weeks, it might, people just want the fans back, won't they? They're just desperate. I think there's a novelty value of just seeing some games being played. Of course, there's no guarantee that this this is going to continue. Um, and I think there's one tested positive um, today. Was that correct, Joe, from the Premier League testing uh, for I'll coronavirus? Take your word were, for it. I... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, me being a you know Marquez's agent, mate, and saying well, it's a new contract. Well, your fingers on the pulse. I speak truths, mate, on this podcast. I speak truths, <laughs> but I think from I think the thing that worried me slightly more from the championship point of view, I think it was six from or eight from six different sides uh, right. the other day. So, you know, let's let's hope that we get through this season. I think that any other delays and we and there might be in a bit of trouble. But look, it's just good to get a football back. I think, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the likes of um, Lincoln here. Beautiful Raul Jimenez play um, and score some goals. Has been in the in the paper today though, mate. A um, few few little uh, quotes kicking around. Of course, there's this foreign speaking to the in inverted commas foreign press. Um, <laughs> let's say so. It basically says um, Raul Jimenez says it's incredible to be a potential summer transfer target for a host of top clubs and is using it as motivation for the restart. Uh, Jimenez, different teams like. Um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, they are teams that are important in football history, apparently says Raul in inverted commas. It is an incredible thing to be on the radar and on the lips of these teams, says Raul in inverted commas. Uh, there are rumours, but it is something good for me to continue growing, making an effort and taking it as an incentive. So that is possible if I can achieve it. My dream team, whatever one that signs me, would be incredible. So, so Joe, I mean, obviously things that, you know, Wolves fans and I think just people in any, you know, any kind of Wolves fan don't want to, to lose their best players. And you see quotes like this, whether it's come from him, whether it's come from an agent, whether it's come from a family member, you know, these things are going to happen and they're going to happen more regularly because the summer transfer window is going to open up sooner rather than later. This, this is all going to be finished in six weeks time. Teams want to sign their identifying targets like Traore, like Jota, like Bolly, like Jimenez. This is just going to be run-of-the-mill stuff, isn't it? Not to say that it's a that there's, there's no smoke without fire, but at the same time, good players playing in good teams that so-called bigger teams um, might might target and thinking oh, we can get someone here. That, that, it's just it's just two plus two equals four, isn't it? Really, it's, it's, it's an easy story to write. Exactly, it's 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 going to happen, and we've seen Jimenez linked with clubs all season long, um, reports from reputable places, but then picking up, uh, uh, you know, according to what's it, so reputable places kind of tri- tricking people and thinking, oh, well, you know, the, the, the Mirror's reporting it or the Times are reporting it or whatever, but they're actually 
according to Tuto Sport, which is or according to whoever it is, I think it was Tuto Juve, sorry, yeah. who kept writing stories that he was in a straight swap deal for Higuain and uh, available for 18 million. It's just absolute, you know, horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. Um, but, you know, these things gather traction. Of course, then Jimenez will probably be asked some awkward questions and gives gives answers. And he said earlier on in the season, didn't he, that um, you know it would be very hard to turn down Real Madrid or Barcelona or something along those lines. And you're gonna, that, and then you've got, of course, you're gonna say yeah, that. You exactly. ask the question, what are you gonna say? You're not gonna say, you know, I'm gonna be a for life. I'm not gonna even contemplate and move anywhere else. It's just, it's just. That's just what happens in football. I put it to you before the podcast. You know, Sky Sports or Satanta, not Satanta because they're gone now, but um, <laughs> that might be a, that might be a hoax one, mate. But you know, or I don't know, BT Sport coming and saying, you know, like we want you to be our Wolves reporter, Joe. We're going to have club reporters. We want 100 grand a year. Would you be interested? What are you going to say? You get asked, nah. I'm going to stick with ENS. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be here till I'm 60. It's just it's not going to happen, is it? You, you've got to ask answer a question honestly, and that doesn't mean to say that he's going to be going. Um, and, and luckily enough. Even if he does, and we've discussed this about about future players and coming in the summer and, and players who could come and go. And I think when we were asked a question, I think a couple of weeks ago, about Jota or Traore or Raul, which one of the three do you see going? We, we kind of move Jota to the side. I think that's the one person. And, and then Traore and Jimenez, depending on their age and the, and the money and the market value, you know, you could see crazy money. You could see, you see one of them potentially going if it is... An astonishing amount. Raul Jimenez has scored 20 goal Premier League goals last season. You know he's he's on the he's on the way to scoring 20 again this season. I might have been close to 20 last season, but you know what I'm saying is a Premier League striker who scores goals, who makes assists, who who stays fit. That is a rare commodity in the Premier League, and that's why they can Wolves can demand massive money, a huge money, and I don't think many clubs are going to pay. Um, yeah, I think Wolves are operating from a position of strength this summer. Mm-hmm. I really do, in terms of trying to get hold of players and keep hold of their their biggest assets. Uh, you, you look at Liverpool, who had quite obviously been caught in Timo Werner for probably about a year. Yeah, and they decide fifty millions too much, and Chelsea sure. Chelsea swoop in. I think Chelsea, perhaps Manchester City, um, but. You know, you're looking at those because that, especially Chelsea, because they had the transfer ban. They they've got cash to to splash. I mean, they they effectively broke even with the Maratta money for 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 Werner, and they've got yeah. the, ha- the Hazard money to spend. So maybe they're someone to perhaps look out for. But I don't think there's many clubs about now. You know, Barcelona on even though they're they're a big club, they're not exactly cash rich. No. You know, Real Madrid have their debt problems as well. Mm-hmm. So. I think there's very few clubs in world football, to be honest, at the moment. And, you, and, and you're not going to go to, you're probably not going to go to Italy or whatever, you know, no. or probably Germany. So you know, it really is La Liga or, or the Premier League, isn't it? And if you're going to sell to a Premier League rival, y- your value might even go, you know, 10, 15 million quid more because you know, yeah. like you say, you're going to be playing against Wolves, so so they can demand whatever they want. Of course, Jimenez. You know, you don't want to peeve Jimenez off and, and have him, but he's, he doesn't seem like the character to me to down tools. I mean, you you look at the affinity he's got for the club, for the fans, for the city. You know, his family, the the kind of reveals they do, the YouTube clips, the Wolves clips they do. I mean, he, he seems a very very happy chappy. He doesn't seem to be you know someone who's you don't see behind the scenes and he just gets it on with his job and he's very much you know I'm here to I'm here till I'm told otherwise. He's absolutely embraced the whole experience. 
Yeah, he has, and let's not forget, Wolves are the the, the club that gave him the opportunity. That mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I remember when he was signed, and as we often do, we get like an inside track from a Portuguese journalist or something like that, just to get an insight as to what Wolves are getting. Yeah, and I remember the. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but. At the time, the guy who ever he spoke to, I can't remember his name, but he said he's the Portuguese ver- Portuguese league's version of Shane Long. <laughs> well, he's, well, I mean, where's he now these days? I mean, I meant the bloody reporter. Yeah, in that he's kind of just an impact sub, useful option off the bench, but doesn't seem being all that much. And I think that was kind of the reputation that you know Jimenez had in Europe. He he had a failed spell at Atletico Madrid and really played there. And he was kind of, you know, a decent player off the bench for Benfica. Yeah. Um, which the Portuguese league, by all respect, really isn't a top league now these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, it's not in the top five European leagues. So, you, you know, you're looking, you're looking at him. He had a lot to prove, and Wolves gave him an opportunity, trusted him with that number nine shirt straight away, and said, "Here you go, you're the man." And you're yeah. pretty much the man exclusively. Mm-hmm. Bonatini was bombed pretty much straight away, and he's been number one. And not really had a number two breathing down his neck um, yeah, the yeah. whole the whole time. So Wolves have gave him that trust. The main he is the main man pretty much, isn't he? You'd say mm-hmm. like the past the boys are Jimenez and Neves probably. Mm-hmm. Um but they've given him that trust. And Edwards. <laughs> uh and, uh, and Marquez, Christian Marquez. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but on, now tw- until twenty twenty three he's contracted and if anybody comes in, as you as you allude to, they're going to have to pay absolutely mega money. And I know he's 28, um, but you're still looking 50, 60 million. Um, I see. At, yeah, what's he signed for? 30-odd million? 32. I, mean, I think you have to double it minimum. D- double your money. Yeah, minimum. Because yeah, you've got to replace him as well. And yeah. if you're going to replace him, yeah, you know, Mendes might have a, another one up his sleeve, but you know, you might have to spend you know big money to replace him. So... Absolute minimum. I, I don't think. I hope it doesn't go. I don't think it will go. But at the same no. time, you know, you've got to not only just um, accept a bid, but you've got to be able to replace someone like that. And, and that's why that's what a, a twenty-goal-a-season striker can, can can give you these days. They can, you, you can charge the, the the earth. Okay, different if his if his contract expired next summer, but it doesn't. Yeah, if it's a yes or no question, do you think Wolves will keep hold of Jimenez this summer? It's yes. I think they will. Um, and I think the same goes for all the big stars, to be honest. Naturally, there will be interest. Um, and if an astronomical offer does come in, then Wolves' hand may be forced. Or, But I do think they're really op- operating from a position of strength, especially with what has happened you know, in this climate. Um, you know, if Liverpool are pulling out a £50 million, you know, deal for a, for a player that they quite obviously wanted, uh, you, you, know, you can see... Why they wanted him, he looked looked like kind of a clock kind of player. They've pulled out of that, and then you know some reports are saying, well, they've pulled out of that, but they've highlighted Traore. Well, if they don't want to pay fifty million for for Werner, they're not going to get Traore for for less than that. You're no, looking pro- you're probably looking best best right a double of fifty. To be honest, you're probably looking towards eighty million, seventy eighty million for for Traore because yeah. he's that unique. Yeah. So if they're umming and ahhing about that, they're never going to get Traore. Never. Um, so. I think Wolves are operating from a really good position. Um, and obviously, it, it does hinge a little bit on how they finish the season. Sure. Um, I, I think that, that is important. Um, but if they, if they get European football again, as I think they, you know, they should do, um, I think I don't see any, 
any scope for change. Even even if they, they were to fall away, I, I think they're so set in Nuno's vision. And as long as Nuno commits, I think that's probably the bigger thing, to be honest. That's the uh, biggest signing of the summer, really. Into, yeah. It, it, regardless long, of any player, is it, getting Nuno down to a yeah. deal. And I think... I do. I still feel confident they'll, they'll do a deal, even if it's a. You know, I mean, these days you have rolling contracts. You you have all sorts, don't you? But I, I think you probably get him. You know, if you're Wolves and you want to you want to keep him and you think that someone's going to come in for him, which they will do. And I can see Nuno leaving. You know, eventually. I think that's. I think most people accept that. Um, I think it's a reality of it, and I think he's moved on to now a, an absolute Galactico club if he does go. Um, but when that happens, let's hope it's later rather than sooner. They want to get a big compensation for him as well, just like the players. Yeah, I, I think um, I think Nuno's will co- commit further in the summer, um, and as long as they get that, then I think the the current crop will will commit for for another year at least. I think, um, and that's. That's so th- exciting in itself. Going into yeah. next year, you know, you have teams, you know, teams coming up, teams going down, you know, teams who who are, you know. Even talks talks of like your Manchester Cities and stuff like that were getting older. You know, there's teams that they're going to have to have big overhauls sometime soon. Wolves could be in a great position where they've got the squad. They've got they might need one or two more, but everybody knows each other. They've got another year. They've got another year to get older together. They've got another year to get better together. I mean, they're going to be a real force. It's a very I think next season could be very exciting. I really hope we have fans at the start of next season because I yeah. think the next season could be. Yeah, I mean, you say even better. I mean, it's, it's difficult to say even better the way it's gone this year. But it could be they could have a real shout, and they could do this year, of really having a good go at that top four. I think. Well, I think this team, as it stands, we'll see what happens in the rest of this season. But I think there's unfinished business. Um, I think they want, a, you know, a, a big piece of silverware. Really, you know what I mean? To yeah. to, to, to yeah. really show for these sure. these past couple of years so that that. that of course, the you know they they got the championship trophy, but and of course an FA Cup semi final run and things like that. They're all accolades, but I think they'll want a proper trophy to add to the cabinet, really, and really kind of cement uh, this team's legacy. You, you, t- you talk about you know the best Wolves teams that have ever existed, and you look at that group from the fifties, didn't you? Who, who who won first division titles? I think it was four four first division titles un- under Stan Cullis and. And you know, I think Wolves, yeah, maybe four, four Premier Leagues. He's, he's, you know, he's perhaps unrealistic to be honest, um, especially in the you know the next few years. But um, you want a trophy just to kind of get yourselves in the conversation as to being the best Wolves team of all time. Many will think, well, at least in their lifetime, it's the best Wolves team that they've seen. Certainly, best Wolves team I've seen. But you know, I think they want to cement themselves. As, as and have that trophy and uh, I think I think everybody in, in the camp is of that same belief yeah and uh, look for me you, know, you look at Leicester City you're going to get Champions League football almost certainly this season uh, finishing probably third I think I think Leicester City and Wolves are pretty evenly matched if Wolves and Leicester City played at neutral ground today or tomorrow I'd give Wolves the hedge I think Wolves are a better overall side than Leicester I do I know they've had a really good season uh, but at the same time there's nothing. There's nothing between them. I don't think. And I think maybe Wolves. I, I give Wolves a slight edge. So there's no reason why. And we've talked about these top, the top four, and then I think a little gap or top five, and there's a little gap with Leicester and Wolves, and then the rest of them. I think Wolves and, and Leicester are probably in that in the mix now. I'm not saying. I think there's the top two um, of Liverpool and 
and um, and Man City, but you know the likes of Spurs, Wolves, um, even Manchester United now, and, and a couple of others. I mean, like I say, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put Arsenal into that category at the moment. Um, Chelsea, I think Wolves can can really compete with them. I, honestly, I do. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Leicester. Both games ended nil nil this season, and and just remembering off the top of my head with the second one. Pretty sure VIR decisions went against Wolves in both games. It's very small margins. You know, they're both very well matched. All, both the United games obviously ended level um, and it went to a replay in the Cup as well. So, Wolves are pretty much an even kill with all the teams around them. Yeah. Um, I think Chelsea will have a go next year. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems set up that because the year that they've had off transfer-wise that they yeah. want to make up for that and Proper, you know, make some moves in the market, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. But mm-hmm. if Wolves can keep hold of their top stars, which which I do think they will, and add a few more in, because Wolves are still in a good financial position, yeah. Um, then I think, yeah, as you say, it's it's that again pushing for that top four, definitely. Um, talking about pushing for Europe and pushing for Champions League and, and Europa League places. Um, Look, we, Europa League have finally, finally got in touch and uh, got together and got their app together. And we've got some information on the the rest of the knockout stages, Joe, if you want to just update the situation. Yeah, so... At or Spaker long... would say, reviewing the situation. Mm. No? Who would? Oliver, who... Oliver, Oliver Twist reference now? Oh, uh, okay. No. no, not a big fan? Reviewing the situation. No, not a musical fan? Don't mind. Okay. Um, yeah. Fun fact. That- Olive, fun facts. If you went to the West End, Oliver, 1992 London Palladium, <laughs> you will have seen um, a certain actor in there, in the uh, one, one of all his good friends um, in the factory, and that was uh, Mr. Nathan Judah acting on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sunday matinees. Just the old six months. Why have you never said this? You, well, think- you know, mate, I've got a little bit of acting in me as well. You know what I mean? Used to sing, used to dance, used to do the whole shebang. 1992. I think it was. I can't remember how long the run was for. I think it was three or four months, I think. Um, but yeah, one of the orphans, mate. One of the orphans. Oh, I must admit, a rather well-fed well, orphan back in those days. Uh, but uh, an orphan, an orphan nonetheless. That's a bit ironic, you being an orphan. <laughs> lots of lots of gruel for me, mate. Too much gruel. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So so reviewing the situation. Give us the, give us some Europa Europa League bants. Um. So. Finally, on Wednesday, we heard from UEFA hey. long last, um, hey. booked up their ideas. So the last 16 second leg um, has got to be played, of course. Um, August 5th or the 6th is the date for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not all set in stone yet because what has still got to be decided is whether it's going to be at Molyneux, as you would expect, because the, you know, the first leg happened in Greece. Yeah. Or whether it's in Germany. <laughs> so Germany's hosting like a mini tournament that's going to see out, you know, the competition, um, which has been slated for August 10th to 21st. So it's going to be like one leg quarters, one leg semi, and then a final kind of a, you know, a, a mini club World Cup, if you yeah. like. Um, it's going to be Cologne, Gelsenkirchen, uh, Dusseldorf, and Duisburg. So you've, you've got. You've got those four cities hosting the games, but Wolves' second leg may be tied into that. So I don't know how, the, how the, they're supposed to work the away goals rule because technically Wolves will have played uh, two away games, whether they'll just 
get rid of it completely. Um, some of the other teams in the last 16 haven't played the first leg. Um, I think it was Inter Milan didn't play the first leg because, you know, coronavirus was very much a thing in Italy at the time. So I think they're just playing one leg games. So it's it's all a bit of a mishmash, uh, to be honest. Uh, it's nice for Wolves to have some clarity on it and know where they stand. Um, it, it is it is a bit weird and it, it, it is it is a shame how it's panned out because. You know, there could be every possibility now that Wolves don't play at Molyneux before, you know, the end of this competition. That, that you know, they have a realistic chance of going all the way. Um, yeah, like a so, quarters, a semi-final, you know, the, the fans have kind of been robbed by that. Well, what, yeah. what about the fan situation? They said that they, at this moment in time, no, but that they that things could change, couldn't they? And that there may be a possibility of fans... Um, for those games, is that is that correct? Yeah, I think so. They've opened the, it, they, they kept the door open, didn't they? Kept, yeah, they haven't slammed it shut. If you if you uh, yeah if you want to if you want to say that, but at the same time, I won't uh, hang you your hat on, on it. Hang on, yeah, hang your hat on it either. Uh, just uh, slammed yeah. it shut, hanged your hat on it. Any any other uh, um, cheeky uh, cheeky phrase you want to get in there? Oh, I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't think. Um, so yeah, I. It's not something that I'd, yeah, like really look out for, but mm. there could be what you know the odd few fans, um, but yeah, there's still going to be Olympiacos, of course, one-one from the first leg, and uh, at, at least you know they can focus on the Premier League, getting that finished, yes, finishing the season as strong as possible. I mean, we all know. I mean, I've wrote about this for the paper. I mean, for everything that's changed over these past few months, Wolves will be exactly the same, game by game, one game at a time, the, you know, tough team, tough God. players. Nuno is going to say exactly the same things. On his Zoom call tomorrow, Zoom, Zoom call uh, pre-match press conference, I guarantee you, if he didn't say tough and very good, uh, good teams, good players, good manager, then, uh, then I'll, I'll be very disappointed. I will eat my hat. <laughs> so, Can you so, imagine if he, if, he, if he walked to the Zoom call, literally chilled out, uh, maybe doing a podent, semi-naked, um, yeah, smoking you know, tomorrow, a cigar, smoking a cigar, maybe getting so, uh, loads of people around him, not social distancing, and saying, "I'm bang average, I'm <laughs> bang average, got to go and be there." Maybe mean, seen some of the play, absolute dreadful. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's oh superb. yeah. Um, but yeah, Nuno's going to be Nuno's going to be the same, and um, but at least it gives them, you know, there's now kind of added distraction they can just focus solely on the league solely on finishing as high as in, in the table as possible and then seeing what happens in the Europa League you know of course we'd, we'd want Wolves to do well in both but if Wolves can finish the job European wise um, in the league and kind of finish fifth or finish sixth or whatever um, then they can just play with that freedom in the Europa League enjoy it for what it is and uh, let, see what happens yeah uh, certainly can but if they're going to do that they need to get three points on Saturday uh, would would be nice. Uh, we spoke to or Joe, you spoke to to Mr. Matt Jarvis. Uh, obviously yeah. ties with uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers and West Ham United went went from there um, in 2012-13, I think season. 2012, maybe? yeah. Um, 164 appearances for for Wolves, 78 for West Ham, and uh, he spoke to Joe about the game and uh, he fancies Wolves. The rest would have done the world of good because they've, they've played a lot of games and you know, a lot of them players, they, you know, Nuno doesn't really like changing the team that much. So they've, they've played a lot of minutes and a lot of games in, in, in compared to our other teams. So 
against Traore, Jota and Jimenez as the front three, you know, it's it, it very difficult to defend. You know, even just, you know, Traore on his own, he, he's such a handful. He's got so much pace, so strong, he's so direct that any team struggles. So for West Ham, it's just they're, they're fighting for their lives. They, they have to go about winning games and, and picking up points. It's, for them, you know, maybe draws not enough. So they've got to go and try and win games. So it could play into into Wolves' favour because they like to sort of more drop off a little bit and let teams have have possession and then they pounce with the pace that they have up front. So it could be a bit of cat and mouse. Thanks very much, Matt. Uh, Joe, Matt Jarvis, very, very complimentary about Wolves. And um, look, I think he's looking forward to to seeing them play again and uh, I think we all are he's, he's obviously got, got good links to, to West Ham United but but he's backing Wolf to go there and get the business yeah he made a good point really about I mean obviously I him whether Traore should start and he says he kind of sees Wolves' style of playing and with Traore on the side is quite good you know to, to, to let West Ham have the ball possibly let them make the mistakes and then just hit them on the break Um you know, we've seen Wolves against you know the the lesser sides, if you like, the the struggling sides go with that midfield uh, central midfield free and look to kind of have a bit more of the ball themselves and things like that. I think for for me, we've spoken about it a lot. We'd like to see Traore in the team. Equally, wouldn't be that surprised if Dendonka played. But um, you know, getting West Ham's faces, get specifically in Aaron Creswell's uh, face. Uh, from 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 the early from the early going and um, just kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. I think you know, it, especially with with um, now fans being in the ground. I think we saw it at times. To be honest, in that Villa Sheffield United game, the pace of it can slow down, and it almost takes some real kind of conscious effort to to drum up the effort and and increase the pace um, when you've got trail on the pitch. It makes that a lot easier. You've got that outlet. You know, if you need to step it up a gear, get the ball to Traore, and he will do that for you. Um, so I would like to see Traore start. Jarvis, of course, being a you know a, a, a flying winger in his Wolves days himself, uh, would like to see Traore start. So we'll we'll have to see how that goes. But um, yeah, I think if Wolves really start on the front foot and kind of say to West Ham, this is that front three we're going to get at you. I think it will strike fear into them really, really, really well. Right, let's take some uh, some questions from the peeps. Plenty uh, have come in. Let's start off with the Mars Music Show. It says, will the away goal count against Olympiacos for the next game, even if it's played at a neutral venue? Quite a few people asking the same question, Joe. Yeah, I, I was just talking about that. Um, got to kind of look at all the details. Um, I was off yesterday when all the announcements were made. Um, but um, yeah, just going to kind of pour over that. Hopefully we'll have a concrete answer for you uh, next week. It just seems a bit weird that some of the games are going to be one-legged, last 16, and then the others are playing the second leg. And it's, I think UEFA have got still a few things to iron out, but hopefully that'll become clear soon. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I'd be hopeful that they play the second leg at Molyneux, but... I think it makes it a lot more difficult with with a lot of the teams like you say haven't played the first legs yet it's easier for them to do a one-off game i'm not sure about wolves but yeah we'll see we'll see but we'll let we'll let people know um okay da, 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 da. paul mansell is this not the game west ham want to resume on given that we have beaten them three times in a row without conceding 
Good point. Um, hopefully that trend uh, continues. I, I think there is some things that do work into West Ham's favour. Mm. Um, the main one being the lack of fans, strangely. I think that's going to actually help them. Um, of course, you know the move to the London Stadium has been a disaster. Yeah. And the 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 fans have never taken to it. And you know, I think that it's it's harmed the team as a result. And I think the relationship between the team and the fans isn't all too great. Uh, you've got players in that West Ham team who are talented. Um, Felipe Anderson, uh, you know. Haller even leading the line. I mean, I know he hasn't been exceptional, but there was a reason he was bought for big money. And I think those kind of players could well play a bit better without mm-hmm. that uh, pressure or, you know, as soon as they make a mistake, then they carry it on the back. Yeah. I think that could help them. But on the other side of the coin, Wolves at least do have experience of a competitive game behind closed doors. And they do tend to... You know, take on the challenge no matter where they're going. If it's uh, as we've alluded to the other side of Europe, or if it's uh, they've kind of travelled everywhere. Wolves have they've experienced a a complete different set of environments this season. They've had twenty thousand screaming kids at Slavon Bratislava. You know, they've had a they've had a raucous atmosphere at Besiktas. You know, they've gone to far trodden places like like Armenia. It's it's they've had. A variety of different mm-hmm. atmospheres to play in, and behind closed doors, I think there'll be another challenge that they'll they'll take on willingly. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll do the business as well. It's it's um I'm going to say thanks, Paul, for your question. It just kind of reminds me as well. Uh, I put a tweet out earlier on the week asking for some of the fans to get in touch with me who will be sending. Uh, videos on a match day because mm. obviously we won't have many um, of the beautiful peeps at the stadium for the matches so a few of them are going to send their thoughts each week uh, each game and uh, hopefully we'll have a fan reaction from the sofa from their own sofa I'm sure a few could be um, a little bit a little bit worse off than others uh, 90 minutes with a few few cans in the fridge uh, but uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that so we'll have you the, your fans uh, reaction hopefully as quick as we can after the game so you can get a viewpoint from, from the, the people that matter Joe yeah, not at us. The people that matter. Yeah. Don't care about us. Um, <laughs> whilst not directly Wolves um, related, is there anything, says uh, King Wolf, that we can take away from last night's games, um, e.g. fitness levels, form, uh, are Villa better, Blades worse after the lockdown, etc.? I think what I took away was that City were really sharp, actually. I, was, I, was, I know Arsenal weren't great. Um I thought City looked really kind of... They looked quite sharp without really getting out of second gear. Um, so, you know, if... if I mean, Wolves have beaten City twice this term. I know it's a, maybe a bit of a flawed logic, but, you know, hopefully if City had been under the kind of manager that Pep is, kind of an obsessive, you know, everything kind of every last detail now stone unturned I think Nuno is very similar to Pep in that way and if he's had all this time to kind of because Nuno is one game at a time and he's had three months to think about this game yeah. <laughs> so so you you have, you have to think that that bodes well I think we saw it more so in the Sheffield and Villa game that the game went into a bit of a lull at times I think Wolves will be doing everything they can to avoid that um, you know, I, I think they've got the players, especially options off the bench now. 
um, with there being nine subs and, and on the bench and five allowed, five changes allowed. I think you've got the likes of Podent to come on, Neto. Um, you know, I know we've 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 criticised him on this podcast as well, but even a player like Gibbs White, this is a chance for him now. You know, against um, especially after the, the you know his incidents of breaking lockdown, he's got a point to prove. And if he's coming on against Tyrion teams, it could well be uh, you know a good situation for him. So you know the players have got points to prove and and different things to offer. I think Wolves, you're looking at it, they are set up well. The proof will be in the pudding at West Ham, of course. But um, looking at it, fairly optimistic. Yeah, um, so Reggie kind of asked the same question as well, so hopefully we've um, we've answered that. Gail Holford, uh, do we do we have a fully fit team? No new injuries sustained in training. I'm not aware of any injuries. Mm. Um, we'll know more when we speak to Nuno. But yeah, it's a clean bill of health, I think, as, as, as far as we know. As far as we great. know, I mean, it was the, the only two that um, had knocks going into the break were were Johnny and um, Gibbs White. Um, Johnny has been fine. We've been playing training in. Uh, playing in those training games, and Gibbs White scored the goal against um, Birmingham. Uh, found that out at long last. Was trying to find out for about two days, and then finally found out it was um, it was Gibbs White. So um, yeah, th- those are players that, that they've been playing the games, have been training as normal. So Wolves, they've got you know that that nine man bench that they should be able to fill it now. Problem. Uh, Rob Cross, during the pandemic, have the Express and Star seen readership of the paper decrease? And do you think there's a, any risk uh, that we might one day lose our local news, newspaper reporting on local news and the club? Lots of news outlets are online behind a paywall now. Well, uh, Rob, uh, we're still going. We're still we're still here. We're going to be here for the foreseeable future. Hopefully you enjoy that. Uh, there's been no uh, talk about being behind a paywall. So we continue to be free. We continue to... Um, be accessible to everyone um, as as best we can do. Hopefully, you guys um, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we'll, 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 until we're told otherwise, Joe, we will continue to do our job. Exactly. Yeah, we've been doing it from home, and it's it's been a bit a bit different. But it's it, we you know we look back and some days think, yeah, we done that. But um, no, it's it's carrying on, and as as you say, as as as. as as long as we're not told otherwise, we're going to carry on reporting on Wolves and yeah. uh, doing our best for you all. Yeah, it's obviously a difficult situation. No one kind of saw this coming, but we're, we're kind of adapting with the times, adapting with the way that we're we're bringing you uh, not just written copy, but of course broadcast copy and, and the podcast and the videos. And, and some of us will be, be at games, some of us might not be at games. So we've got lots of exciting things uh, up our sleeve and uh, to hopefully enhance your experience as best possible. And uh, like I say, we wouldn't do it if it weren't for you guys and gals. So, so thank you very much for all your support during... Uh, these last 12 weeks and of course since we've been we've been doing this so we'll, we'll continue to do it and, and strive and go above and beyond to keep you guys happy so so thank you very much quite funny um we've got we've got a bit of a troll um among, in our midst uh, from i missed a good oh. troll missed a good troll uh joe to some of these week. questions yeah so so gail before asked do we have a fully fit team um josh selby um oh, of hello. course hasn't got his picture on his on, on it um on his bio, uh, Express and Star don't have access to that information, says Josh. Uh, well, we, we oh, do, okay. we do, Josh, but uh, that's fine. Thank you very much. Uh, Rob Cross, so ask, asking about the readership and whether um, you know we'll be continue going. Uh, Josh Shelby, they will be okay. They report on on corporate liberal left wing biased news events only. They will always be funded, uh, says says Josh. I think he has something else to say as well. 
Um, uh, Amar's music show, Willie Wagle st still counting against Olympiacos. Yes, unless it doesn't fit the agenda, agenda like Sheffield winning. I think Josh has got a few bugs to bear. I think he's an angry man. Uh, Joe, angry I, I, man. I think I think he's a bit of a pillock by the sounds of well, it. Well, he's like an absolute, yeah, yeah, a bit, <laughs> bit, bit of a douchebag. And uh, so I went to, I went to Josh's um, page. You got some sort of weird um, picture um, about with, with with some guy looks like a bit like Freddy Krueger. Um, he's got like five kind of like needles coming out of his fingers. He's only following a very few people. Um, he's only got thirteen followers as well, so he's, he's got a big. A big fan base behind him with those thirteen, of which the, of which selected people of the people he follows on Twitter are Donald Trump, um, President Trump, uh, and Nathan Judah. So uh, oh, excellent news. Well, exactly. That's got to say. <laughs> as you, as you but, do. Uh, yeah, very interesting. But, but thanks very much. We, we we enjoy a good troll from time to time. So yeah, I've missed that. I have missed that. So thanks very much, Josh. It's been a while. It has been a while. Well, uh, a week. <laughs> let's see what else we've got here let me just scroll through quickly 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 um, Stu asks what is your favourite Nicolas Cage film I, I can't really say I've... Joe come on he's in every single movie no, going no I know he's in Gone in 60 Seconds and Ghost Rider and all that stuff. Ghost Rider actually I didn't mind Ghost Rider even though it was it's a bit cheesy isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's a bit yeah terrible not as cheesy as National Treasure that was horrific um I can't really say that I've watched one in its entirety that he's in. Uh, I'd watched Leaving Las Vegas about a year. I think that was around 95, 96. That was a decent one, mate. Um, I think he won an Oscar for that, actually. Uh, mm. So there's was a good, good one for that. Face Off, I think. I remember Travolta and Cage. That was a good one. That was back in the 90s as well. So I'd say one of those two. Wicker Man as well. Not bad, not bad. Mm. Yeah, I would, take, I, would, I would watch yeah. one of them. Yeah. Put it, okay. add, add it on the list that you're not going to do, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Alex Lewis, we kind of, we kind of discussed about... The Europa League and the away goals. Uh, Matt and, and Kev asking about about Raul's comments, so we, we've discussed that as well. Matt Kirby says, "To what extent do you think Nuno will utilise the new five substitution rule?" <laughs> well, if there's, a, if there's a manager who doesn't use it, it'd probably be Nuno. Because I really want to see, I really want to see the first manager not to use any subs first game. Don't use any subs whatsoever. Because <laughs> he's done it a few times. Um, yeah, I, I think he will use it, um, and. You know, there, there could be a situation where you know you're chasing the game, you're chasing a winner or a leveler, and you've got Powdance, Neto, you know, Gibbs White, um, Dendonka, or whatever, to just kind of come on and just throw them all um, on. Um, it, it's, uh, I think you, I think you will implement it. I think everybody will be keen to kind of use it in some way. Um, I think City made all five in the end yeah. uh, last night, but of course they had a comfortable lead to hold course, on to. Of course, um, and that's the dream, isn't it? That you can yeah. you can have such a comfortable lead that you can take players off and um, and rest them up at 60, 70 minutes, which is going to allow them, I think, more to play. If you have got three games inside a week and you've got a Wednesday night game after a Saturday, that you know, 60 minutes compared to 90 minutes on the body is a massive difference, and uh, that you, you can start them, and you rather start them. Uh, for a, for us, you still want to play your best side. Okay, you might have to rotate a couple, but I think you want your core eleven and your best eleven taking to the field most games. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the way that we'll see it used walls wise. I don't think you know all five changes will be necessarily a thing that happens every game uh, for Wolves at least. You know, if they've got a comfortable lead. Say hopefully they you know they're two three nil up at the London Stadium. Then by all means, I think it it could happen. But um, yeah, I, I think by and large we'll probably see the three changes if the game's pretty tight. 
but then if you've got that comfortable lead or the game's gone then you know you, you see that as five yeah of course exactly and the missus just come in uh, Alana who, who featured on the podcast um, a, a while back basically's come in and she's she's trying to whisper something to me I don't know what she's saying because I'm in the middle of a podcast and uh, she writes it down um, Alana come say hi to the peeps Hey Wolves fans. There you go. <laughs> hey Wolves fans. Hey Wolves fans. Um, <laughs> well, hey Wolves fans. And uh, she's asked me to put a bet on uh, Ascot. That's what she okay. used to come in. So £5 on number two. Let's let me. Bright Devil. Each way is it. And £5 on Seattle. 100 to 1. Yeah. Okay, £5 on. Let's have a look. They're going in now. Let's have a look. £5, £5 each way on Seattle Rock. 100 to 1. Oh, and mum, well, I'll give her five, I'll give her five pound each way because it's thirteen to two. Okay, here you go. Riveting, riveting uh, listening for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's on. It's on. If you win, Alani, you win six hundred and ten pounds. Let me know how it goes. Go and watch it. I've got. She's left now. She's put. I've put that on. It comes to my money. It's incredible scenes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Northern one. Northern wolf. Uh, which wolves player from the past uh, do you think you would have on the back of an old shirt to remember the good times? For me, it's Sacco. Ooh. Did like Sacco. Mm. Did love a bit of Sacco. Uh, probably Ebanks Blake for, for me. Yeah? Yeah, really liked Ebanks Blake growing up. I, I, I've said that Jotterie's my me, me favourite of all time, which I think he is. But yeah, um, yeah Ebanks Blake growing up was, uh, was was the kind of the striking idol, if you like, when I fancied myself as a bit of a, a, bit of a striker growing up until I lost any semblance of pace at 15. <laughs> Um, uh, for me, you'd probably say it's oh, a good. It's a good question. Um, I'll say Silvio. <laughs> How many games do we see from him? Two, three. Uh, two or three. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Uh, so th- there was some. There was some really dodgy players that season, weren't there? Oh, maybe, some, some brutesky players. Thousand have had a fantastic track record since. Yes, but. Ola John and Paul Gladden and Gladden, wow, where's Paul Gladden now? Paul, he's um, st- he's still in Pentandori, isn't he? I think. <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, everybody is, aren't they? <laughs> Places to um, see. Yeah, Gladden, John, Silvio. I mean, Joe Tashera looked like a world beast. Tashera did for about four minutes. He did for four yeah. minutes and then was absolute terrible. Yeah. And the runners going behind oh. the stalls. Oh, hello. Oh, oh, oh. Straight in. Sorry. <laughs> um, Prince, 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 yeah. Stop it! Oh, here you go. The racing. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, Prince. I remember having like a real kind of heated discussion, like with uh, my brother about Prince. Yeah. And, like Prince, Prince. Not, was, not, like, not, not the uh, the mu- the artist formerly known not, as Prince. Not the artist formerly known. Prince on the anger, the uh, <laughs> Congan midfielder. But it, <laughs> people used to think he was all right. Mm. Um, I thought he was absolutely terrible. Did but, you? Um, yeah, I, I, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was absolute rubbish. But you know, <laughs> luckily he's not playing for Wolves anymore. Yeah, thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether Prince and Neves it's, or Moutinho. It's a, it's a close run thing. Maybe maybe they'll just <laughs> just make the cut. Get, get Neves in just uh, a couple more before we go, or one more before. Let's have a look at. Well, actually, these are kind of the same the same questions from Shiv, from Luca and Matt Hunt. So basically, ask uh, with the with the current. Economic situation, the possibility that transfer spending may reduce. Do you think that player trades could be something we see more often to reduce transfer fees? Yeah, I think so. I think that will come in. And 
The swapsies. I swap you Edwards yeah. for. I, I can't be. I can't be controversial. No. No, I better not. No. No, okay. it's not. No. Anyone, basically anyone. Yeah, you swap me for anyone. Yeah, um, yeah freebie. Two points of lager in a packet of crisps. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, I think that will happen more. I mean, one of those ridiculous ones that was mentioned by Tuto Juve was was Jimenez for Daniele Rigani and uh, Adrian Rabio with Juventus. So a defender and a midfielder for a striker, which yeah. to me makes absolutely no sense. Um, but. You know, you're looking. I think there's going to be deals like that. Maybe some kind of like for like. Maybe more so with kind of squad players or like second or third choice players. You know what I mean? I don't know if it'll be quite like prominent star player for prominent star player or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it will become more flexible uh, the market. And I, I generally think there'll just be a lot more um, kind of trusting in what they've got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, Wolves have invested a lot in the academy over the past few years. And, you know, we've seen a lot of kind of youngsters, despite the investment, still kind of make that step up. Well, maybe not permanently, but have at least had game time. You know, Gibbs White being the the, the obvious example, Kilman coming in, Burr getting the game here and there, uh, you know, your Taylor Perrys and things like that. But I think there'll be a bit more of that. I think Owen Ottersary, obviously, has been training with the first team, Christian Marquez... Uh, Sondegaard I think Sondegaard's going to find it tougher to get game time being a third choice goalkeeper Mm -hmm. but I think there's every chance we see Otisari before the season ends I think there's every chance we see Marquez before the season ends if you know a game is game is there Mm -hmm. and and it's won get him on for the last Mm -hmm. five minutes and I think or I mean let's hope not but if if it's beat (laughs) if we've lost it as well you know like yeah well that's it yeah so I, I think I think they will be trusting more in what they've got and, you know, like how we saw with Wolves giving a new contract to John Ruddy, you know, I, I, I would have gave him one anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could have been a, a fair few fans, and I think there were, that were saying, well, maybe we need a better number two to kind of challenge Ruddy. And maybe in a, in a world without coronavirus, that may have been the thinking for Wolves. But I think Ruddy admitted it himself that there is kind of you know, a changing landscape and clubs are going to be more inclined to stick with what they have. And um, I think, yeah, I, I think Wolves will give more opportunities from within, even, you know, they, they will carry on at having that pathway for young players. And um, yeah, I, I think they're in a good position to keep hold of the best players as well. Breaking news here is... Um... Oh, oh, I got Alana, no. Hey, you got it. Alana, Alana's hundred to one shot came third each way, and it so, finished at eighty to one. You got it a hundred to one. Eight runners. So how much is that? Well, I mean, you only had a fiver on it, but it's not not a bad work. Let's have a look. Um, astonishing scenes. Uh, let's hope I put the bet on now. This is where I get a bit nervous. Oh. Um, no information available at this moment in time. Ah. Last twenty-four hours. Uh, that's amazing let's have a look got it on so five pounds we've got you 100 to 1 um, hasn't been paid out yet but you're probably looking at a 20, oh, 20 to, basically a 20 to 1 winner you've got so 100 quid you've won there oh yeah, yeah. oh yes yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and you won it 80 to 1 you got it 100 to 1 oh, yeah. I'll have to um, I'll send you the thing so you can put it out on your thingy later on good job well done babe Pay for um, pay for our dinner tonight. Bit of sushi. 
Anyway, better, uh, better move on to... Uh, let's preview then. Let's preview. <laughs> you know, when we're at home, Joe, you, you, can't, you can't pause on family life, can you? You've got to go no. with it. You can't you pause. Can't. It's very difficult to get an hour to yourself sometimes. Talk about it, yeah. Tell me about it, yeah. It's a, it's a sanctuary sometimes coming in here and trying to close the door, but people open it. I need to get a lock on this door. Get a lock on it. Right, West Ham versus Wolves. Um, from the London Stadium. Can't wait. We've discussed about, about Wolves' side. Uh, West Ham, I think they'll probably go 4-4-2. Maybe like Antonio and Haller up front. Um, you know, Bowen, Rice, Noble, Fornal, something like that. Midfield with a... Cresswell and Fredericks, these are the kind of guys you need to get at. I really hope Wolves go 4-3-3, Joe. Do you think that's probably what Nuno will go himself? I know we've discussed it, but I just want to, you know... I think so. I think it's there to to do it. Um, They're in a great position in the league. They've got to go and win games. If you're going to have a sniff of Champions League football, then, you know, you've you've got to go all out, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, you talk about Creswell and, you know, the problems Traore has given him in the past, then definitely... And Ryan Fredericks is coming back from injury. So, I mean, I think they've been playing the young lad in Gakia before the break, but he's he's having some sort of contract dispute. So I think he's fell out of favour. So I think they're probably going to bring Fredericks back in. Or it might even be Zabaleta. I mean, yeah. you know, either way, they're there to be got at. And, you know, you want a Diago Jota. Oh, Jotun. I love Zabaleta to come in. Yeah. Goodness <laughs> me. You want Diago Jota running at him, so... I think it's there. I think it's there to be done. I think, um, of course, of course, I think West Ham's formation is quite, perhaps, midfield heavy, but I don't think it's anything to majorly kind of worry about. I don't think Neves and Matinho they've played again. They've been outnumbered before yeah. and still shone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were outnumbered at Man United, and you know the, there was all the talk of Bruno Fernandes that game, but Neves was outstanding. So. I think you know you can afford to have a, a man disadvantage in there and still and still go about the game as you would. So three four three, I think it's the way to go. Yeah, um, I, th- I mean I think it'd be interesting how the game goes. I do think there's been a leveling off with teams. I think we saw that especially for the Sheffield United Aston Villa game last night. Okay, Sheffield United should have won the game still, but I think there was a lot less between the sides than probably there would have been twelve mm. weeks ago. Uh, I think that's fair to say, Joe. I do think there'll be an element of that, especially for the first 20 to 30 minutes on on Saturday with, with Wolves, if they can get a goal ahead, um, you know, and, and get, the, get the fans on the west on the back of the home side. <laughs> but you know, if they get a goal ahead, get ahead earlier on and hold on to a lead, that'd be that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, and and because of that, because of that levelling out, you know, for all of Wolves's strengths and greatness I think the thing that does set them apart is that front three isn't it of, yeah of Jota you know Traore and Jimenez so I think you know that when when you have got that level in there you want to you want that factor that, that sets you apart and I think that's what sets, sets Wolves apart they've got that front three I think it's as good as a front three that you're going to find um, and I think they should just unleash it and and just uh, you know and then if it doesn't work you know, you can make five substitutes. You know, you, you could you could go for three five two for a bit. Then you could even bring on Neto and Powdens, and then go back to the three four three if you wish. The, the scope for for for, for flexibility, um, but three four three from the off for me. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm getting quite emotional that I'm going to say this, Joe. The tears are rolling down my cheek as we speak. For the first time in a long time, I've I've, I've missed it. I've missed saying this, Joe Edwards. A prediction. <laughs> West Ham United. Versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm going to go 2-0 Wolves. Oh, oh, um, oh, I love it. 
Yeah, I just... Uh, I, I do I do think West Ham will probably eventually be okay. Um, we've spoke off air. I think they've got enough quality to stay up. Um, and, and I do think that lack of fans will strangely help them. But yeah. um, Wolves, you get the feeling that they're just really kind of amped up for this. Um, Ruben Neves saying, you know, we're really well prepared mentally and physically. Um, Nuno will be focused as ever. I mean, he'll have hated that break. Oh, he, he will it. absolutely have detested that break. I mean, you know, no, he's spending talks... time with family for that long. What? <laughs> what? He, he talks about Wolves being obs- his, his obsession, and that is true. And um, you know, he, he'll be relishing returning to this, you know, day-to-day approach, this game-by-game approach, and everything will be kind of geared on West Ham and putting in that that performance to beat West Ham. So. Yeah, I think it's looking good. I mean, of course, football throws up its surprises, but um, feeling positive, 2-0. 2-0, um, difficult one for me. I'm going to be a little bit more cautious. I think I'm going to stick to what I said uh, last week. I'm going to say that it's going to be a difficult-ish game because of the circumstances, and that I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Uh, but, you know, like I say, Wolves we'll, could quite easily go and win that game, and I hope they do. Uh, Joe, you should be at the London Stadium. Uh, good luck for that. Uh, I'm not quite exactly sure at this moment in time where I'll be. Um, obviously, lots of lots of restrictions and stuff. But if I'm if I'm not, then um, I shall be uh, unveiling something tomorrow. Hopefully, that you peeps will be uh, will enjoy or Friday or the day that you're listening to this. So you know, I might have unveiled it already on Twitter. I don't know. It just depends how the day is going to be. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Mate. Enjoy it. Enjoy the game. Fingers crossed. Three points. We'll be back next week where we'll be. Well, I guess we'll be talking about. About Bournemouth Wolves? Yeah. The Bournemouth Wolves result because games are coming thick and fast now. And also previewing the game on the Saturday, which is... Vila. 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 So there's going to be so much to talk about. I mean, I'm going to have to take away banter, I think, when I have loads, loads of material. But it's been a pleasure, Joe. Thank you very Lovely. much. Sure, we've gone on a little bit. I know it's an hour and ten minutes approaching that. But we have got football. Can't wait. Happy days. Fingers crossed to get three points. Joe, thank you, mate. From me, from Jedward. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.